Good morning. Welcome to the Marketing Minutes Podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished up 0.18%. The S&P 500 finished down 0.38%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished down 0.50%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day down 0.39%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were technology and energy. Technology finished up 0.62%, followed by energy, which ended the day up 0.07%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were utilities and consumer staples. Utilities finished down 2.58%, followed by consumer staples, which ended the day down 1.29%. The market struggled to recover from Monday's sell-off yesterday amid a surge in bond yields, as investors eagerly await the conclusion of this week's Fed meeting. But before we get into all the action from yesterday, the morning started with the release of some economic data. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that the producer price index, which is a measure of the prices paid to producers of goods and services, rose 0.8% month over month and a whopping 10.8% year-over-year. Core PPI, which excludes volatile food, energy, and trade, rose 0.5% month-over-month and 6.8% on a year-over-year basis. And this is important data because prices at the wholesale level, aka the prices paid to producers, flow through to the end consumer. And there are really two ways to translate this release. First is to look strictly at the numbers, and when doing so, there is a slight moderation in year-over-year PPI from April. In April, we saw a 10.9% increase, and in May, we saw a 10.8% increase, which some may interpret as evidence that peak inflation is behind us. However, when you take into account the disappointing May CPI release on Friday and the increases in energy costs this month, the idea that peak inflation is behind us seems less likely. Elsewhere in economic data, the May NFIB Small Business Optimism Index declined to 93.1 from 93.2 in April, which is the lowest level since 2020. The report also showed that expectations for future business conditions are also declining. So not overly encouraging data before the open yesterday, but with everything else going on in the market, it likely didn't have a huge impact on overall performance. But speaking of performance, we had a wild ride yesterday with the interest rate market and the Fed future market really dictating performance. So let's start by talking treasury yields. The benchmark 10-year treasury yield rose 12 basis points yesterday to end the day around 3.48%, while the two-year treasury yield rose 16 basis points to end at 3.43%. So those two are starting to get pretty tight. And that is obviously worrisome to a lot of investors because of the consequences it may have on economic growth down the road. But for most of the day, it seemed that investors were focused on the conclusion of the Fed's two-day meeting, which will culminate with the release of a new policy directive and updated economic and interest rate projections at 2 p.m. today. Now, the CME Fed Watch tool showed a 96.6% probability of a 75 basis point rate hike today 
And that's pretty crazy because only a week ago, it was showing a 3.9% probability of a 75 basis point hike today, which shows how important the inflation data released on Friday really was. In addition, the Fed watch tool was also showing a 95.8% probability of another 75 basis point hike in July and a 97% probability of a 50 basis point hike in September. And what's really wild about these projections is that if that course is followed, the target for the Fed's fund rate would be 2.75% to 3% after the September meeting. And only a week ago, the Fed fund's future market was showing only a 0.2% probability to that target range after the September meeting. So what a difference a week made in that projection. And due to the concerns around Treasury yields and the Fed, the market just seemed to lack conviction yesterday, especially in rebound attempts. And it was a pretty crazy day of up and downs, where one minute it looked like the market was attempting to stage a comeback, only to have that fall apart and for the market to decline lower before once again attempting another bounce back. The only real bright spot yesterday was technology, which is the market's most heavily weighted sector. And technology received a much-needed boost yesterday when Oracle reported better-than-expected earnings, which boosted the sector as a whole and led to a rally in the semiconductor subsector. The only other sector that closed slightly positive was energy, which was actually up over 3% for the majority of the day before oil prices retreated 2% in the afternoon, causing the sector to finish up only 0.07%. On the flip side, utilities, consumer staples, healthcare, and real estate all finished down over 1%, which really makes sense when you consider the fact that those sectors are the highest dividend-paying sectors, and with yields rising as they have, they likely saw some income-oriented investors fleeing to the relative safety of treasuries. But in conclusion, it was another underwhelming day for the market, with fears around inflation, economic slowdown, and the Fed running rampant. But it will be interesting to see how the market reacts to the Fed's announcement today. Regardless of what happens, though, as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines. Yesterday, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell announced his support for a bipartisan framework on gun safety and will likely vote for legislation that reflects it. Now, McConnell is the 11th Republican to signal support for the bipartisan framework, meaning that legislation based on its principles will likely have enough votes to overcome a filibuster. Now, the bipartisan framework would provide funding to states to implement laws to keep guns out of the hands of people deemed dangerous to themselves or others. And in addition, the proposal would also provide billions of dollars for community mental health centers, as well as money to improve school security. So we'll have to keep our eye on that one. In other news stories, it was reported yesterday by the Mortgage News Daily that the average rate on the popular 30-year fixed mortgage rose 10 basis points yesterday to 6.28%. And get this, the rate was only 5.5% a week ago. Now, the drastic jump seen this week is the worst since the so-called taper tantrum in July 2013, and overall mortgage demand has plummeted in the past couple of weeks. So not great news there for myself or anyone considering buying a house in the near future. And lastly, Elon Musk will address Twitter employees on Thursday for the first time since his takeover bid. It's an all-hands meeting and employees were encouraged to submit questions beforehand. And I bet it will be very interesting. So a slower day in terms of news yesterday, but we'll end today as we always do by taking a look back at some famous historic events from June 15th of the past. 
starting today all the way back in 1215 when King John signed the Magna Carta, which was the first document put into writing stating that a king and his government were not above the law. Fast forward just a few years to 1775. One day after the United States Army was founded, George Washington was appointed the commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. Fast forward to 1844, Charles Goodyear patented vulcanization, the process of strengthening rubber by adding sulfur. In 1917, Congress passed the Espionage Act, making it illegal for anyone to interfere with the United States government efforts through the sharing of information with enemies. In 1991, Mount Pinatubo erupted in the Philippines, which was the second largest eruption on Earth in the 20th century. And lastly, in 2002, Mick Jagger was knighted by the Queen of England. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Laffin, and this is the Marketing Minutes Podcast. Please note, the content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a recommendation of any specific investment product, strategy, or decision. It is not intended to suggest taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.